1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
2: Shake them ropes. It's a big four week. Actually, now it's Big Five Royal Rumble preview. That's all we're doing this week. Main roster stuff for the most part. News coming out of the WWE though to begin with. A couple of commentary notes. Two oh five live is going to have a new commentator on it. Chris. Oh. Chris Novembrino. Hi. That's me. I'm Chris Novembrino. Sorry. Got to introduce us. No, no. I mean, they
1: assume it's Chris Novembrino, but but that's me.
2: I'm Chris Novembrino. Hi. Your new commentary team for 205 Live will be Vic Joseph, Nigel McGinnis, and Aiden English. What does that do for you?
1: Interesting. I think Aiden is getting on the microphone and will eventually be in 205 Live. I think that this is a repeat of the Austin Aries setup.
2: I want want to look up Aiden English's weight because I had never thought of that as a... Well, he's 6'3, 215 pounds. And he is lean as hell. I don't know if he can make it two five, but then again, it's wrestling, it's fake. It they may not, they may be able to get him, you know, maybe. Well,
1: maybe Maybe we could finally get the gimmicking of the scale with Aiden English. I'm pushing for this angle. I will try to make it happen.
2: Boy, I I read that and I thought, okay, great voice, but you're balding, so we want you off of T V.
1: Yeah, and I can see that too, but then <laughs> Why Baron Corbin?
2: Uh, because he's tall and he's big. I guess so. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I, guess. Not, I not, mean, but I, not, not, not I like Aiden English. He's a good small. talker. Aiden English is six three. That's that's a good that's a good size. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, also announced your commentary teams for the Royal Rumble. Uh the the uh, commentary teams will be the same for the individual matches, but for your Royal Rumbles. For the Ladies' Royal Rumble, a four-person team of Tom Phillips, uh, Corey Graves, Beth Phoenix, and Renee Young. Yeah. And then for the Men's Royal Rumble, it will be Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Jerry the King Lawler.
1: So the more the merrier doesn't necessarily mean the more the better for an audio experience. And that is what these multi-man commentary boosts teach us time and again.
2: I just think Jerry Lawler's out there to crack wise, and he doesn't keep up with the product. So I think it's going to be... It's gonna, A bunch
1: of canned jokes that yes. Jerry Lawler seventh, does that are like grade, grandpa jokes yeah, at this point.
2: Seventh grade uh, adolescent jokes. Thank God he's not on the women's rumble. <laughs> um, you know, and I guess JBL is going to be on the pre-show. Okay. With Shawn
1: Michaels. Shawn Michaels is not necessarily good on the pre-show, but is often entertaining Yeah, because he will be very lost sometimes and sometimes just get himself over on the pre-show. That'll be a thing to watch if you're into that. Is
2: he on this one? Cause I, I, I'm yeah,
1: yeah, he it. is. I, I saw him on the marquee and I was like, oh, HB Shizzle, here he comes.
2: Huh. So, I mean, so we're going to go into it. Um I don't know. What did you feel about this build the past two nights for the Royal Rumble?
1: I felt like the Rumble was a bit of an afterthought in the way that they sequenced out both of these shows. And and I guess they tried to bring it home a little bit here on SmackDown with the way they finished out the main event. But I, I'm not revved up for the Rumble, and I don't really have a clear sense of odds on favorite going into the Rumble either.
2: I... I'm kind of with you. I think the rumble matches themselves were afterthoughts. I think the individual matches, though, the builds were pretty good.
1: Yes, um, I'm a little, right, I'm but a you little... asked me about the Rumble yeah. itself, I thought. So oh, That, that okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's how I was interpreting it. Um. So the Rumble matches I didn't think were built built that well because they were building the individual matches pretty well. Like, I I, I mean, you know, Sasha and Ronda, I'm on board with now. They did a nice job bringing it home, at least for me.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I'm thankful that they didn't do the old trope of, you know, 30 people in the ring fighting each other, and oh, my God, who's going to win the Rumble after this? Right. Right <clears throat> I think part of the part of the problem for me is that the excitement of the rumble has kind of dissipated with the championship opportunity stipulation over the years and so only like two or three people can realistically win it and so you don't get to build those stories of well what if this guy randomly wins the rumble? What will that mean for his career, you know? The 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 notion of chance in the rumble, which was prevalent in the early rumbles, um, you could build up ten or so guys over the course of a couple months, and and think that everybody had kind of a shot at it. And it's kind of gone away in in later years. I I you know what the best rumble promo for me was um, out of everybody's was the the little one that they did with Carmella tonight. Where she's saying you have to have your head on a swivel. There are people coming at you from all Oh, I hate that ends. phrase,
1: though. Can I, can I just say that head on a swivel is like nails on a chalkboard because they say it so much Do on they? WWE television.
2: Yeah, I mean. Listen
1: for it. Listen for it. You, you won't be able to not hear it. Huh. They say it all the time.
2: That's not, uh, that's not one I pick up on a lot, I, I, I got to admit. But they never put over like the sense of chaos in the ring anymore. It's just, well, it's the Royal Rumble. Everybody knows what it is. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's just kind of interesting.
1: It doesn't I, I feel like that. their heart's in it with this Royal Rumble. You
2: know what it feels like? It feels like an ELO album. I'll, I'll make a music correlation. Oh,
1: boy. Okay. All right. So so let's break down ELO. I'm into this. I like Tell ELO you.
2: a lot, but if you listen to an album, it starts to sound like every song is kind of the same. It's very well produced, very smooth, but occasionally, if you if you if you're in the right mood, it's like God. Every song by ELO, kind of you know you know you have the strings, you have the harmonies. It's a very smooth through line, and it's it's like the the musical equivalent of baby food. Sometimes very smooth and easy to go down, but you know not not a lot of taste to it.
1: <laughs> it, it doesn't sit in your stomach. It doesn't kind of give you a lot to chew on. I mean, there, there's some fun ones like Showdown. is Oh no, is a good I love one. ELO. Yeah. There,
2: there are certain songs I love by Four Little Diamonds is one of my favorite songs by them. Off of uh, Secret Messages, uh, their instrumentals I think are better than their kind of their. Beatles tunes. They're 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 kind of you know it, it they're kind of like Beatles Junior in some ways, but like Telephone Line is great. Even- yeah, oh,
1: Telephone Line. That's where I was about to go. Like Telephone Line is my jam, dude. I and, and that's not. It, it's kind of Beatles-y in a way, yeah. but it's like way more than that. That that's where Jeff Lynn is kind of really spreading his wings and doing a little bit more than just what the Beatles do. Although you can still hear some of those like descending chord progressions and. Uh, structures that were very Beatlesy because Lynn loved the Beatles.
2: Yeah. E- Evil Woman is another favorite I mean, but you kinda Absolutely. wonder what what the band would if the band would be more prog rock if like Roy Wood had stuck around after the first couple albums. But uh enough about ELO. We'll talk about that maybe later on a Patreon episode. Uh- <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into that. We could do
1: we could break down a few ELO albums. <laughs> That's what the people want.
2: I although for the first time today I, I heard uh Discovery References disco very and it just it killed me. I was like, wow, I had never made that connection before. That their disco sounding album is is basically disco very. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, there you go, music <laughs> nerddom for both of us. There you go. So we'll we'll go through Raw and SmackDown as we go down this card, I think. Okay, uh, all right. And and let's the things you want to hit. I, oh, I know what I wanted to hit because because you brought it up. Man, would I have loved two weeks of Sasha and Rhonda cutting promos on each other because I loved the 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 final the final stare down there at the end of Raw where Sasha is just all attitude and but you know she drowned Rhonda on the microphone even if even if it was a clunky promo like they tend to give Sasha from time to time, just her swag would absolutely eclipse Ronda if they had done, like, two weeks of a real kind of pro-wrestling big UFC, big fight build.
1: I really liked the tag match. Uh, Ronda's promo was was real bad, Uh, and, you know, I'm half tempted to go on here and make a whole bunch of jokes about her mush mouth promo, but I mean, Sasha came down to the ring, and then she gave a promo, and I thought that that was appropriately intense. And then Sasha and Bailey are a very good tag team. I, I am looking forward to seeing what they can do as a tag team more as a featured act, and I really enjoyed this match.
2: Let me, let me throw something that I read, and I wasn't sure if they were right, and I didn't do my proper research on it, so I I apologize for throwing you into this as well. On, on Ronda's promo, do you think that... This was a – because remember at the beginning of the show, Vince made uh, (laughs) – combined Super Mario and David and Goliath?
1: No, you know what he was – like, invoking, at least the way I read it, is, like, the weird kind of internet-y conspiracy that the Israelites ate psychedelic mushrooms and that Moses ate psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, I did not transposed- get that at all. Okay, No, and he transposed that onto the David and Goliath thing. So David eats psychedelic mushrooms and gets irrationally confident and then thinks he can beat Goliath.
2: I thought it was a Mario reference where he eats the mushrooms and he gets bigger so he can take on a giant.
1: No, there's, there. I, I'm assuming that this is what Vince is referencing. I don't think it's Mario. I, I, I'm assuming he's referencing the weird theory that the Israelites ate psychedelic mushrooms.
2: Well, because Rhonda talks about what did she expect me to do? Wash my feet and dry it off with my hair? And there's a story in the Bible in the New Testament, I guess, about a woman doing that to Jesus' feet or something. And I'm just like, did someone go on a religion kick for this thing, or 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 am I just reading way too much into that part of that promo? Because that was just that's one of those weird Ronda verbiages that she'll go into. That was it's very like,
1: strange as well. I'm I, saying it lots didn't of like words. Feel like it was referencing something. Yeah, right. I'm just
2: saying lots of words, and they certainly are words. I just don't know if they all. There was a whole sense. thing about
1: this year and next year and how I've been doing this thing. This, I mean, there, she was talking in circles a lot throughout that promo.
2: Yeah, it was just like I was watching that and going, huh?
1: Where are we going? It reminded me of a an old school WWF promo, circa 1986. Not like one of the good ones, but like one of the kind of bad. to uh-huh, Oh, I know who it, you know
2: who it reminded me of. It reminded me of early Lex Luger.
1: The symbol of the foil horsemen, we're here with the U.S. heavyweight champion, the total package, in the cage, Lex Luger puts the title
3: up against the career of Dusty Rhodes. You know, Tony Schiavone, if the month of November doesn't make your adrenaline flow, if it doesn't get your heart beating just a little bit faster, you don't belong to be a competitive athlete today in this sport, because things are heating up, because first of all, Tony Schiavone... What we do is we roll into the Big Apple, N.W.A. style, crocker promotions, promotion. We see the awesome side of the road warriors. the excitement that Dusty Rhodes creates. The styling and profile of a Rick Slayer. And you know, Tony Schiavone, last but not least, baby, what the Big Apple has been starving to see is a sight that I know they've never seen before of the total package, baby. Let's loot her headed towards the Big Apple. <laughs> and then, what the four horsemen do is we hop on our private jets the next day, Thanksgiving Day. We slide into our limo over to the arena in Chicago for chi down Heat, Starcade 87. And what's going to happen right there is first, Tully destroy the air of invincibility surrounding the world warriors they go home with the goal rick flair regains what has always belonged to him the world's title and then tony Schiavone, as he walked in this ring right here the total package ends it all for the legend, the legend dies. The legend goes down. His career ends. Becomes Dusty Rhodes. The last thing you're gonna see in Chicago, it's lying on your back, looking up with the lights, and then we go out four horsemen style at Chicago, and we tear limb
2: from limb, baby. Yeah. You watch Lex Luger when they when they paired Luger with the horsemen. You knew Lex Luger. You know, oh, I want to be as good as Flair and Arn and Tully on these promos. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to write out some ideas. I'm going to practice in front of the mirror. And he had his idea, and he comes out, and the cameras on, and he'll start his idea. And about thirty seconds in, he'll be completely lost. We go into
1: the <laughs> spivy
2: zone. Yeah,
1: we, yeah, yeah. We enter the <laughs> spivy zone.
2: That, that's what it was for me, but. Uh, <laughs> that's, Let's start with this uh, card on the pre-show. Rusev, the United States champion, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura in the pre-show at 3 o'clock, I guess, Pacific time. I don't know. But uh, Rusev and Shinsuke, who do you think uh, is the United States champion after this?
1: I want to say Rusev because we're on the pre-show. I could feel an argument for Shinsuke. Maybe they feel like the Rusev thing isn't working, but I'm going to say Rusev retains.
2: I'm going to say Rusev retains as well. I, I, I'm i going to bring up Rusev later in the show because I, I'm fairly certain he's going to be in this rumble as well. But, um, And also on the pre-show, once again, the 205 Livers, Buddy Murphy, your champion, taking on Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Callisto. Any thoughts on that? I have not seen spoilers for tonight's 205 Live, so my uh, my inclination is to say Buddy Murphy walks out the champion.
1: Yeah, my inclination is to say that Murphy walks out the champion as well. I think we'll see what happens with this new shuffle up on 205 Live, but I, I don't think they want to make any drastic moves on the brand until after they bring in English and kind of get the New reset button hit.
2: On to the main card for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Bar, Cesaro, and Sheamus take on the team of The Miz and Shane McMahon. Interesting little beatdown tonight by The Bar on, on The Best
1: Friends. I liked the spot where The Miz crawls on top of Shane McMahon. I thought that that was really critical in the storytelling of this. The Miz is really all in on this team. He's really friends with Shane McMahon. He's really a baby face, and you could see the crowd starting to connect with the miz on doing the daniel bryan spots he was getting the yes
2: kicks i was a little put off by the fact that they gave such a brutal beating to shane and they just kind of show must go on for his father in the very next segment i was put off by that and i'm usually not one to think that deeply well, about he the said WWE. he'll reserve comments. oh i'll reserve comment oh yeah really? you they you've just got a statement for
1: continuity
2: they just beat up your son half to death. You got a save comment for now? Oh, what a loving father you are, Vince McMahon. No, no, he'll
1: open up about the Bible, but he won't comment on the beat out of his son. I mean, you know, that makes sense, right? There's clear lines.
2: <laughs> it may be tasteless to bring up, but look, this is the guy who said the show must go on about, you know, the Owen Hart thing. So, I mean, his son getting the crap beat out of him. Well, you know, I'll reserve comment for that later. Uh, <laughs> before I dig myself into any more of a hole, how do you see this match going down? I think the
1: co-besties are going to win this. I, I think they're going to be your new tag team champions.
2: Up until the beating, I was thought for sure that they were going to lose this and then The Miz would get frustrated and, and beat on Shane McMahon. But I think they're going to give them like a one-month run with these SmackDown Tag Team Championships because I, I still think the plan is Miz and Shane in a singles match at Mania. It, it just, it, it, it's just too perfect. Unless, unless this team gets super, super over, I just think that that's the plan for Mania, is, is Miz and Shane. But I do think that now Cesaro and Sheamus have to lose the tag team championships.
1: So to give kind of a counter argument to your theory a little bit, Shane is getting pretty old. And one of the ways that you can protect Shane in a Mania match is having him in a tag match. So they may want to keep this tag team together for longer than a month.
2: They might. I mean, it's very possible. They could build this into something. I am i don't deny that they could change their mind on this, but it appeared to me with all the passive-aggressive stuff that the build was going to be, all right, one guy's all in, one guy's not all in. And then the guy who was all in, who realizes that the other guy was kind of just doing this, you know, to placate him, and gets frustrated. That's what I thought this path was going to be. I'm fine with the Miz and Shane McMahon as a tag team. I, I just, it, it's it's very odd to me.
1: When the Miz crawled on Shane McMahon, I was like, I see the story has changed. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I yeah, think you're right. It's a different thing.
2: I think he's full baby now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he he sacrificed himself for his partner. That that is uh that's the passive aggressive thing got moved away for selflessness.
2: I am warning you right now. I am I am going to save the rumble matches for last. Okay. Okay. That's a heck of a warning. Well, I know it, it should probably tell you that before the show. Uh, <laughs> uh speaking of the uh prior Ronda Rousey Sasha Banks face off, singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey taking on Sasha Banks. I think Ronda's a shoe-in. The question is, is it clean?
1: Ooh, that's interesting. Does Ronda cheat? Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say she does get over clean here. Does
2: Sasha cheat?
1: Does Sasha cheat? Oh. Does
2: Bailey make an appearance in this to try and help her friend out?
1: A Bailey heel turn here would be real interesting. Oh no 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 no,
2: there's there's no heel oh. turn. There, there's gonna be no. heel turn. You're just
1: saying turn. that like Bailey help kind of friend. interferes mm-hmm. and tries to help her friend. Hmm, I think that's probably too cute by half. Then, so I'm gonna say no on the Bailey stuff. But I don't think Sasha. I don't think Sasha tries to cheat. I think Sasha loses straight up.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree. Um. I do think that there might be a horsewoman or two in the Royal Rumble for the women. So, I think that possibility is there if this goes on later in the in the night or, you know, whatever. Uh, Asuka taking on Becky Lynch in a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Who do you see coming out of this one?
1: I think Asuka's going to get the win over Becky Lynch. I agree. Yeah, I think she solidifies her championship reign by actually getting a big, defining victory over Becky Lynch.
2: I concur wholeheartedly. I I liked, I liked the pull apart tonight. I liked Asuka coming out and just screaming Japanese. To and you know she's still kind of playing the, as we like to call it, the dandy, so to speak. She's still dancing around with the belt, you know. Oh, I'm just dancing around celebrating, la-la-la-la, but they will kick you in the face, too. Um, You know, but I I liked that. uh, I I liked the Becky part of it. I didn't quite like the Charlotte interjection into it. I I still think Charlotte has such a weird cadence to me when she tries to get herself over, so to speak.
1: Yeah, especially since she's not full-on heel yet. Like, transitional Charlotte is awkward.
2: Does Charlotte play a part in this match?
1: Oh, does Charlotte cost Becky the match? Like, maybe she comes out and stands on the ramp? Actually, you know what? I'll double
2: down. I'll double down. Does Charlotte or Ronda Rousey cost Becky this match?
1: Now, that's interesting. That could be... I, I still feel like Oscar needs the clean win here. I
3: do,
1: too. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe Charlotte comes out on the ramp. Maybe even Charlotte and Ronda both come out on the ramp. But I don't think it affects the outcome of the match.
2: Daniel Bryan takes on AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Uh, Between 0 and 1%. What chance does AJ Styles have of coming out with this belt?
1: What's the percentage of chance that the earth is flat?
2: (laughs) Although it did give me a bit of pause that Daniel Bryan got the upper hand on... uh, on AJ Styles, and they used to do 50-50, but I think uh, I think Daniel Bryan's going strong here. I, I I think AJ Styles needs to move to Raw, but that's my opinion. I think he's done all he can on this show after this match.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, short of, well, who'd he face? you would go down and face Shinsuke Nakamura for the title again. Yeah, that seems really unsatisfying. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And, i mean maybe he's a good candidate to be a rumble winner um frankly
2: brock lesnar takes on finn balor for the wwe universal championship i don't know you watch that build you watch braun being involved you watch finn getting one over on brock they didn't do the best job in the world of building this story until the very last week do you think finn balor possibly leaves with this title
1: that would be the bold move, right? Like Finn comes in what would actually be real interesting is Finn does the Cena job on Brock, where he just buzzsaws through Brock in about eight minutes and has a very strong, very dominant, decisive win over Brock Lesnar and he's utterly flummoxed how that just happened at the end of it. I I don't know that they're gonna go that way though.
2: I entertained thoughts of Finn Balor winning this title and either having a super fight against a Rollins-type or revisiting the Braun match for Mania. I entertained that. But I I just can't see it. I can't see them putting the title... Unless they're going to take it away from him at the Elimination Chamber, which is also a possibility. So I, I see... I see a a better chance. The David chance and most. Goliath
1: promo was so weird, though. Like Vince put so much thought into that very odd promo. It almost makes you think, like he's got his hands all over this particular angle. He might want to do something crazy with it.
2: If they had left it at the promo, I'd give Finn Balor a much better chance because they're telling you. He has no chance.
1: Right, right. After, and after it's putting the him whole, in there... after putting The whole him in opening there, act yeah. was, was basically a giant concession. Like they, they, What we talked about last week, that the issue with Finn Bauer is that he's not hot and that the people... Don't fully believe in him and don't really believe that he can do it. And that was the crux of the promo. The promo was like, the people have always been with Finn Balor, wink, wink. And, it, like, this is a David and Goliath story. So, yeah, I, I think they're trying to trick us into believing that Finn Balor can do it. But, boy, if he comes up short here, that really leaves him hurting. Hurting as a character.
2: I, I, if they had left it at the promo, I, I thought they might belt him here. But they let him get over on both Braun and Brock. So I don't think there's any hope. I think I think he, he uh, you know he does he, 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 he has his aerial moves, he has his hope spots, but ultimately I think Brock kills him. although also I'll give you another food for thought here. Paul Heyman did not say that the spoiler alert would be Brock Lesnar beating Finn Balor. He said that. Finn Balor would believe in Brock Lesnar after the match was over. So it's a little bit of a slight turn because every other spoiler alert was that Brock Lesnar wins at the end. He didn't say that this time. So it's interesting to me. It's just one of those things where in the back of my mind I'm thinking, yeah, they might. And it would be ballsy, but they're not the ballsy type, especially going for Mania. But... uh We'll see. What, Although that
1: mania entrance with Finn Balor as the champion, as the demon, that's a money entrance. That's I agree. a money entrance.
2: What percent chance are you Balor winning?
1: 25% chance.
2: Okay, I'm at 15 right now, but I can go as high as 25 in my head if I wanted to. So I'm with you there. It's about three-fourths of the way I'm, I'm, I'm in on Brock Lesnar, especially since it looked like he's not going to the UFC. I don't know, but it looks like he's not. Um, yeah, so 2019 Women's Royal Rumble match. I think there's only two people that can win. I think there's one that's kind of intriguing, but I don't see any surprises really in this in this Rumble other than a bunch of NXT people and a few legends who we've already seen for Evolution and stuff. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. So,
1: I think the big maybe a big surprise return might be Victoria um if you consider her to be a big surprise uh, you might might see Victoria maybe I think Charlotte's probably going to end up winning this match uh, that that's where I think we're going with this
2: you know the the people in my mind that we haven't seen that would be a big pop type of thing would be a j Lee who I don't think is coming back, Gail Kim, who I don't think is coming back but right. deserves a moment um could Stacey, she eliminate
1: herself from the battle royal?
2: Stacey Keebler is not ever coming back, I don't think. Um, and then, you know, you have your uh, – and Paige would be the fourth one who would be a big shock to me if she ever Caitlin, got to go in there.
1: I guess maybe they bring her back. I think, Caitlin's I think Caitlyn's in. Yeah. I think Caitlyn's
2: in because of the Mae Young classic. I think I think they sh- she showed enough where she's going to get a, a, a pop here for, for coming back. I think the Bellas are coming back for this. I think Trish Stratus and Lita are probably in it as well. I think you get some of the uh, NXT women. I think you get Kyrie, Eo, Lacey, probably Rhea. Well, Ripley. definitely Lacey. Prob. Oh yeah, probably Rhea Ripley. Um.
1: Tony prob- Storm maybe. Probably
2: Tony Storm, maybe even Ginny. Uh, you may get Marina and and Jessamine. Um. But, as for the winner, I'm going to say, look, Charlotte Flair is one of the people who can win it. I think the other major possibility is Becky Lynch. That Becky loses the title in the opener, comes back for the Women's Royal Rumble, and wins it. I think I think they, the safe bet is Charlotte having to pick between Becky and Ronda and saying, screw it, I'm hardcore, I want both. But I think I think the moment dictates Becky coming into this Rumble and winning it after losing the title so that she can pick whoever the heck she wants to go to and then maybe... That'd
1: be a hot through line, man. That if, he, would. What, what, if she came in and she was real hot when she entered into the Rumble and like eliminated a bunch of people, people would get into that. I think they'd like that, but I, I also like the idea of Charlotte get winning and going, I want both titles. I want to be the champion on both brands. I want it all. Can I in- salt style?
2: And here's my out of left field thought. Alexa Bliss being in this Royal Rumble is interesting for her comeback in ring. I they still see a lot in Alexa Bliss. And with the Charlotte um, Charlotte Becky Ronda story being hot. I don't think they want to cool down Alexa necessarily. And they need something for her to do.
1: I think she's going to be feuding with Lacey Evans, and I think that there's like a decent chance she might end up being the face in that feud.
2: That would be interesting. I just think with the women's tag team title program coming up with, it looks like Asuka, Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda all being at the top of the card. I just don't think they want to forget about Alexa Bliss, so I think there's a chance they may give her that slot to go after the other title. I there's a possibility. I don't I don't think it's I'm not firm on that one. I still think Becky or Charlotte are the only two choices you have here. But man, that surprised me that Alexa Bliss was in this. I thought they'd wait for that if they're gonna put her in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I was a bit surprised by that announcement because it's it's like if you're not gonna have her win it, why have her in it? So I, I'm with you that there's it's not a massive chance, I think, that she's going to win. But oh, you I certainly know, have to put that on the list.
2: And your giant in this thing is going to be Kavita am I'm, I'm fairly certain Kavita DeVee is going to be in this thing this year. Um, okay. A okay. big Indian w- woman who uh, was also in the Mania Battle Royal representing NXT, supposedly. I, I could see them doing that to play off some of the smaller women. Um, and just to see if they can get her over. I, I don't know. But I, I think she's going to be in this. <sighs> Consequently, the 2019 Men's Royal Rumble match is next. Here, here's what I want uh, from you, Chris. I want, I want your winner. I want what you think the biggest surprise will be. I want to know if you think Lars Sullivan will actually be in this match, and who's gonna get the cane push, so to speak, the eliminating lots of people.
1: I think. The answer to Lars Sullivan being in the match is yes. And I think he's getting the cane push. I I think that's why we've been holding him off for so long. Um, I mean, obviously, there's the anxiety thing um, or the reports of the anxiety thing. Uh, I I think that if he's there and if if he does not have the anxiety thing and is willing to go, I, I think the plan is to get this guy off the ground and running in a big, big way. And the Royal Rumble would be a really good opportunity for him to, you know, eliminate the entirety of the Lucha House Party. I think they'll certainly be part of that Kane-type push. Um, You could also see Braun Strowman maybe getting the Kane run, too, right? Where Braun goes on a big juggernaut mode and eliminates the entirety of the Lucha House Party and whoever else.
2: It's interesting you say that because, remember, Braun is not medically cleared to wrestle. But he could be medically cleared to do a stand in the ring and do a battle royal as long as he's not eliminated. So I could see Braun Strowman winning the Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, I, I, I certainly feel like it's a live possibility.
2: Uh, I, and it was something that hadn't occurred to me until I was kind of driving home tonight. Because um, the way
1: they presented it on television is not Braun Strowman isn't medically clear. That's not the narrative on TV. The narrative on TV is that Braun Strowman uh, was a sociopath and revved up, and while Vince McMahon likes that in AJ Styles, he does not like that when Braun Strowman does it. Also, Braun Strowman destroyed a limousine with his perfectly fine arms.
2: I will... Here's a prop bet for you. Give me a percentage on the chance that Roman Reigns is in this match.
1: Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to say, like... less than two percent not quite at flat earth low but low
2: i have it at 50 50
1: oh really okay okay what what i think it's high
2: that that he makes his reappearance here
1: really okay okay take me down this road
2: um we haven't had a lot of updates on his condition so to speak um they could just bring him in and he could win it if they bring him in late enough um you know what? 50-50 is probably a bit much. I, I'm I'm a little bit out over my skis, but I think
1: because it's sort of like if you bring him back, he has to have like a really dramatic and oomphy spot in the match. You can't just like have him come back in and he's like entered fifteen and then it's eliminated. Oh no, at I think he
2: come, he would come out as twenty-eight or twenty-nine.
1: Right, right. That's what I'm saying, but it, but it's got to be really oomphy. Yeah, like if you're bringing back Roman Reigns the way. Well, here here, here
2: here's the scenario. It's late. We're down to three or four people. Two of those three or four are Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Three, two, one, eh. ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Here comes Roman. And everybody just kinda turns and goes, Oh crap, he's back, type of thing. Kind of like the and, scene. And for of once
1: one. he gets cheered as entrant number
2: thirty. Uh no, we know who entrant number thirty is.
1: Oh yeah, that's right, R Truth.
2: Yes. Unless R truth doesn't make it, which would also be interesting.
1: He could get lost. I mean, you could totally see a scenario where R-Truth goes to the wrong city. And don't tell me you couldn't.
2: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Phoenix, I thought they said, well, I can't think of what (laughs) I um, I think Lars is in this, and he does get the cane push. Uh, But I could also see, if he's not in this, if they've lost, you know, if they decide to cool him down to the point of we're going to wait until his his uh, anxiety is over with, and he's got We'll reboot controlled.
1: after Mania. I mean, yeah. like that's the, that's the other launching spot. If they want to launch him on the Raw after Mania in a big way, they can do that, and he can be every bit as hot.
2: So you don't you don't have
1: to launch him on Sunday.
2: I don't think he'll get the Kane type bush, but I think the Giant type bush would then go to Walter.
1: Walter, ah, I don't think you're gonna, I don't think
2: you're gonna have both Walter and Lars in the same Rumble.
1: No, I, I agree with that. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they bring Walter into the Rumble. But I, but I like the idea of bringing Walter into the Rumble.
2: Kind of in that Rusev spot, you know, when sure, they first debuted sure. him with absolutely no fanfare. They, hey, it's Rusev from NXT. And he goes in there and he does pretty well for himself and then gets eliminated. <laughs> a little Walter
1: Rusev standoff would be pretty fun, honestly. I'm I, I'm kind of here for a Walter and Rusev match.
2: I i driving home. I was thinking who'd be who might be number one in the Rumble, and I was saying it'd be Rusev because they they want the babyface pop and a guy who will go in there for a bit and then
1: he can Rusev day it up and get the crowd real revved up for Rusev day. And when he gets eliminated, like number eleven or number twelve, he has a nice long run. Yeah, no, I I like Rusev as number one. Sure. I,
2: do, I do not see an AJ level type surprise um, this year. I mean, maybe if Kenny Omega weren't going to All Elite, as I thought he might be, I could see Kenny Omega doing it. But I think your level of surprise, because they have such a deep roster, including NXT UK and 205 Live to get to, I, I think your level is going to be like Booker T. I think Booker T'll probably be in because he's been getting back in shape. Um, but I I mean, is there anybody off the board you could see making their debut at the Rumble?
1: Off the board making their debut at the Rumble. Um, no, not like I could see I wouldn't even call this like a big return, but like Tommy Dreamer might end up at the Rumble. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, I right, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And he'll get eliminated. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't I don't think this is going to be a big shocker. I, I I do think that AJ Styles is a guy who could potentially turn it around and win the Rumble here. That this could be the Styles Royal Rumble.
2: I I think Baba Tunde is probably going to be in this Rumble for some reason. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> they like throwing in a bunch of big guys with like,
1: Dijakovic, uh, or Dijakovic might be in this.
2: Might be. I think he's a little too low on the food chain to get into this.
1: Man, I, You just said big guys. So yeah, that, I know. Yeah, well, that made me think. I was,
2: I was thinking, that, well, but I also remember that Saudi Arabia was like a 40-person rumble.
1: Right, Or yeah. 50.
2: So, I mean, they needed all those bodies. But, I mean, I think you're getting your NXT guys who just got called up. I think you're getting Otis and Tucker and EC3 all in here. Chances that The Rock makes an appearance here.
1: Hmm i'm gonna say low i don't think the rock wants to be in the royal rumble and get eliminated i think say, like the rock it's... did the royal rumble he would want to win it still I'm
2: gonna say close to zero because they would have used him to sell tickets yeah <laughs> also true. <laughs> especially after they're offering two for one um any other prop bets you have for these rumble matches i
1: don't have any prop bets um not, not that i can think of no do you what do you got
2: I think there'll be at least one team that turns on each other, but I, I don't know if it'll be in the men or the women. Um,
1: oh, you know, I could see Mandy and Sonya Yeah, splitting. I was thinking
2: that. I was thinking that, but I think they want to use them in the elimination chamber.
1: Mm, maybe so, maybe so.
2: Because, cause God, they haven't done that story eight million times of Mandy and Sonya having problems. Um, I think I think Kurt Hawkins probably eliminates... At least one member of the revival.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I'm actually. I'll tell you what. I'm. I'm kind of looking forward to the Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins versus the revival feud because when Kurt Hawkins gets that win, I think that that could be a lot of fun. They they could screw it up and make it mean nothing, but Kurt Hawkins getting that first big W, I think that's going to be pretty gratifying.
2: I think they're going to try a monkeys versus gladiators type thing. The well, explain is, the reference. Okay. Back in uh, uh, before, I believe it was the 88 Crockett Cup. Uh, they, they, they were going to debut the West Coast Tag Team Champions, the Gladiators. They had been making a, making a big deal of this. Oh, the West Coast Tag Team Champions, the Gladiators are here. It's two guys in their mask. I believe it was Gary Royal and George South. Um, also would generally be known as the Cruel Connection from time to time. And they're going to face the Mokies with the winner going to the Crockett Cup. Well, it was on this day that the Mokies, who always were killed on Crockett shows, got their first win, and thus Mokie Mania was born. I don't know if they can do that, though, with the Revival. I think there's too much goodwill invested in the Revival. They, They could do it with the Ascension. They couldn't do it with the Revival just yet. That's the weird thing, is I think they're, they're going to give Kurt Hawkins his first win against the Revival. And I just don't know if that's... <laughs> you know, we promised to build up this tag division, guys. By the way, Kurt Hawkins is going to break a three-digit losing streak against you. How's that for you?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, at least... At least you've got good technicians in the ring, you know what yeah. i mean i I was watching I was watching the match between the Revival and Rude and Gable, and one Chad Gable boy is that guy really talented that Do you think? Uh, yeah no i I'm just starting to notice this guy might be pretty good at wrestling, like even <laughs> his back body drops look good I, I I don't know he he might be a pretty good little wrestler um and i just think the revival really flourished when they have good technicians on the other side of the ring to work with like these guys are good um, they have good matches they just need you the you know time. what i
2: absolutely loved about this angle i i i i i called this the day before when when the whole thing with the saints and the rams went down that they were going to use referee incompetence i liked that kurt hawkins was more competent than most of the referees they have on staff
1: mhm Mm-hmm. He caught I, everything. It's a weird commentary. It, it's it a is. weird commentary on so the rest weird. of the referees. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: It's like Kurt Hawkins is noticing they're not grabbing the tag rope. And I'm just like, okay. The continuity is back, kids. Everybody watch every little detail. I, I, uh, I dig it as a story. What was the
1: one spot where... Um, Dawson screams out, "That's not actually illegal."
2: Oh, I, I forget what that was, but they did a couple of. I mean, you can tell the, the love of old school tag wrestling because I think they probably agented this with a guy like Arn Anderson or something like that because they did a Tommy Young spot where they're holding on to each other and he and Kurt Hawkins kicks the hands for the roll up. Yeah, I, that, that, that that was that's great. the
1: thing that that when he was holding him down, he's like, "Hey, that's not actually illegal,"
2: uh, but it is. <laughs> um, he caught the tights being pulled. And I like Zack Ryder. I, I think I, I think that he's deserved better. He's been on this roster for like 10 years.
1: Dude, this is an edgehead reunion is what we got going well, that's on what, here. That's
2: what's funny is they're putting that over. They used to be tag team partners and nobody watching this product unless they've been watching all 10 years remembers that for the most part. That's the thing they, did, they needed to put over a little bit harder for me. Well, oh, you know,
1: you could bring in Edge and Christian here and have them kind of true. give them the pep talk. Like, like that's, that's very, very true. Yeah, that would actually do a lot to help establish this act a little bit too. Just that's you know, a
2: great idea. That is they're a kind of fantastic mentors. idea. Any anything from either show that uh, other than the builds that uh, caught your eye of any kind?
1: The Mandy Rose match was really weird with Naomi, where she just beat Naomi. Um, so Mandy Rose got the edge there at, in that beatdown in the hotel room, but then she ended up winning well, you the see, well, Where are see we going with this?
2: She's, her mind is so mixed up right now that she can't concentrate on wrestling and beat the opponent.
1: Oh, she doesn't know if Jimmy really yes. loves her.
2: Oh, there might be doubt oh, there. Man. Um, I I'll, um I got other one. things
1: Drew McIntyre's promo was really good. Like Seth Rollins promo was kind of shaky hand, but then Drew that lied about if you took all the heart and fire of Seth Rollins and everything that makes Seth Rollins great and then put it into a 6 foot 5 man, you'd have Drew McIntyre. Oh my god, what a boy.
2: Lie. Drew McIntyre is one that I thought if Finn wins the rumble, they could, you know, even though they've shown that match 800 times. That would be the opponent for him. Uh is Drew McIntyre, possibly. Um I had inklings he might win.
1: I like Drew as a dark horse to win the rumble. But that's too. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But but I mean even without Finn, I still like Drew as a dark horse but, to win the rumble. Let's
2: put it this way. Both Dean and Seth incorporate MLK into their promos, which I thought was a little hokey. Oh, boy. No,
1: let's talk particularly about Deans. Um, the injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. For a heel to be saying that about a thing that's not really an injustice is gross. Look, it's just gross.
2: I, I I agree because he, he's – I mean, if you really want to do the cheap heat thing, you go, I have a dream. I have a dream I'll beat Seth Rollins up and down – blah 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 blah. and 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 then that's tasteless too it's still tacky
3: tacky.
1: yeah um yeah it just doesn't need to be there It, it just it doesn't it doesn't enhance anything you know the question is for what and i and i don't really get the benefit
2: seth rollins blue collar hero what's that do for you
1: the guy comes out dressed like no blue collar guy ever and doesn't give off blue collar vibes at all. He doesn't even, you know, show up in like a sawed off T shirt and jeans sometimes. He's always out there in his Superman al- tights.
2: Yes, he's Captain CrossFit. You know, two percent body fat. He's already been world champion. He's already been the hand picked of the one percent authority. I just I thought this this is like when they were trying to make you remember when Roman would be champion and like every week he'd be a different hero um, motif, so to speak. Like, one week he'd be ladies' man. One week he'd be smart-mouthed smart guy. One week he'd be Sylvester Cat. Yeah, yeah, one week he'd be Sylvester Cat. One week he'd be, you know, strong, silent type. The next he'd be this. this. This feels like they're trying to do a reboot on Seth Rollins when, to me, his entire thing has been...
1: He's supposed to be the architect. I, I, the burn-it-down Kingslayer thing, I mean, the problem with it, the, the broader problem with the burn-it-down approach is that you could only go so far with that. The architect can actually build things and create plans, and like you can do a lot more narratively with the architect-type character, and it's much more fitting with Seth Rollins as he likes to dress and present himself in the ring. Well,
2: he's anti-authority arsonist, pretty much, or anarchist. In the burn-it-down mode. And to me, the better story to... Which doesn't foil well off of
1: Dean Ambrose. Yeah,
2: and and to me, the better story is, and they tried to tell this, and they told it poorly before, but hey, I was an opportunist, I was a bad guy, I got in with the wrong people, I put my faith in the wrong people, and now I'm trying to make it right. I think that's the story you tell. You use the continuity that you have as opposed to, well, I'm from the Midwest. I could have been driving a truck as if driving a truck is a bad thing. You know, (laughs) he basically insulted the same blue collar people he was trying to elevate in that promo. And you're like, this is fascinating to me because this is, as you said, the voice of McMahon was rampant throughout this. And it's like, hey, I could have been blue collar like you guys, but instead, I found my way through wrestling. I just went, wow, that, that's a hell of a go-home promo for Oklahoma City.
1: That's basically Vince's voice transmuted yeah. onto Seth yeah. Rollins. Yeah, I, I could have you know, stayed in the trailer park, but no, I didn't. And I don't have a southern accent. I'm from New York City, damn it. I mean, wait, what? I'm Seth Rollins.
2: Yeah, he's from Iowa. I'm like, what is that? Iowa and Oklahoma are two far different states as well. So you're just kind of, uh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, when you're driving through them, they look kind of similar. I'll say that much.
2: Yeah, that, that, you know, the MLK thing was the one that stuck in my craw other than Vince on SmackDown being the through line to get the heat for the main event program between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. I was just like... Too much Vince. Too much Vince on both shows. Well, what I
1: wanted Vince there to do, if he had to be there at all, and I I didn't want him there, but if he was going to be there at all, what he needed to do is bring home this whole I'm trying to rev up AJ Styles as a monster thing,
3: Hmm.
1: which is – Still a weird, like, Emperor Palpatine, Darth Vader thing that's going on there between them. I I mean, the whole thing's weird. You have Vince and Flat Earth AJ versus Save the Earth Daniel Bryan. The the whole thing plays odd to me.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much the the sum of my thoughts. Uh, Chris, where can the people find you on Twitter?
1: Man, you can find me on Twitter at C-H-R-I-S-N-O-V-E-M-B-R-I-N-O. My other show is called Don't Worry About the Government, which you can find at Don'tWorry.tv, also on iTunes and Stitcher. New episode out just yesterday. And the All in the Family podcast is back. Go and check out the Sammy Davis Jr. episode, Jeff looking into Sammy Davis jr fascinating guy really really interesting dude
2: very fascinating guy
1: yeah 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 just just a fun biography a really fun episode um check it out at the all in the family and also on iTunes and stitcher
2: you can follow me at Crab game 13 you can follow the show at shake them ropes you can join our patreon our tip jar patreon patreon.com shake them ropes we gotta think of another uh, patreon episode for the next couple weeks. Might be music geeked after the ELO talk tonight.
1: I'm into that. We we, we can maybe pick out a couple of albums here and uh, go through them a little bit. We can do that. Maybe or, try to bring in some wrestling into the mix here somehow.
2: Yeah, you, you, know, you know what we could do, and and you can write us at at our Twitter feeds what we just gave you. We let's give a little insight into the kind of music we like, and pick a couple bands and uh, kind of geek out over them a bit. Yeah, let's maybe do with it. a little wrestling, maybe with a little wrestling talk mixed in in there because we are a wrestling show but um yeah sure that'll be an idea we'll get that done within the next two weeks or so i'm going out of town for the rumble if you're in phoenix hit me up let me know i'll have a beer with you um and we'll see you thursday or friday for the nxt takeover preview um yeah anything else i think that's it
1: we'll see you then bye
3: Tessa, what I'm going to do, I promise I love you so much. I wrote you a little poem, Tessa, and I memorized it. Roses are red, violets are blue. Tessa, I love you. I love you, baby. Come back to me. I'm going to beat you to death next week, Bill Dundee.
0: Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old?